or the simple fact is I saw people lose a podcast and I was like, well, that's no good. Do you wear two condoms when you have sex as well? That's a little personal. You record in two places. I record, yeah, well, no. Who, who puts on two <laughs> condoms? It's hard enough to get on it's one. It's just safety. It's just your, your backup plan. That's all. Yeah. All right. So we're recording. We didn't hear anything from Jessica. So we are going to go. We're going to She's get okay. Jessica Liss. Well, again, are you recording with us? You sent her a text. I sent her a text. She just answered. Uh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Wait, she just answered. What did she say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do we do? I, I say we start the show. All right. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Good morning and welcome to, what is this? Brilliant Observations. Right. It's been uh, a harrowing morning already, John, with the nail we found in Stuart's tire on a day where everything closes at like noon or three or six, the latest. And Well, that's I because to- we, are, it's, we are recording this Christmas Eve because Melissa loves you, listener, so much that she wants to make sure you have a show Every week, Thursday. Consistency. That's all I ask is consistency. And you are correct because consistency is a big thing. Even when I go away, the TV shows I watch are taped for me by my trusty friend DVR. And when they are not in the DVR, when I come home from being away, I'm incredibly disappointed. And I don't like that feeling of not being able to hear my friends weekly or see my shows or as Root the... uh, temporary mother's helper I had used to say, my stories. I want to hear my stories every week. I miss my friends. So I don't want to do that to anyone else. Here we go. So we are recording. It's actually Christmas Eve morning, or it's the day after Christmas Adam, because Adam came before Eve. Ha 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 ha. I'm like, you know what? Is it you? I don't know what that is. Thank you so much for explaining that, Adam. Wait a minute. You guys are the old, you guys are the big Old Testament people, right? Yeah, I know who Adam and Eve are, but okay. I did not put together Christmas Adam because Adam Christmas comes before Adam. Eve. Yeah, yes. So, so from last, I just do want to say that from last week's ancestry, um, ooh, okay, debacle. There's there's been a lot of feedback from people saying a lot of it is is more so around the legal aspect of is my girlfriend's father. Does he owe anything? Is he is he afraid that he'll have to do something? But there is the legal aspect of it where he signed away his rights and responsibilities. So he should be fine. Okay. But there are also I sat to get my hair cut and a woman next to me said, I am a probate lawyer. I'm I'm a lawyer who does wills. And just so you know, when people put in their will, I leave everything I have to my children. <gasps> And they don't say which one Adam and Eve and Jonah and the whale. They don't name the children specifically. Then she can come in. The yes. the person that can come in and say, "Hey, guess what? I am a child of, yeah. of this person, and I get my my piece." Which is kind of irresponsible and crazy of the parent, especially since you don't want to take this test because you know that something something could possibly be out there. Uh, so we did get a lot of response, dear listener, and I thank you. I thank you for that. I still say yeah. that back in the day, it was like no. But I, I first of all, I would never do that. I would never masturbate in a cup so somebody else could use my sperm. Not that anybody would want my sperm. Hello, Jessica. Glad you could join us. So we did start recording today without Jessica. She's well. I'd love to tell you where she was, but we don't know. We tried to stalk her as best we could. Um, and as soon as she hits record, she will join in our podcast. John, the question is, how many times did he do it? And how many other kids are out there? Is there a long line of half siblings that she has that are all over the state of Colorado? <laughs> are they all over the place? Well, here's my other problem is let's say you were a local homegrown college goer and you needed beer money quite a few times. And you did this because it was a quick $40 at the time. Then you have a child, and your child meets this other one, and they get along so well. You know why? Oh, my God. They start dating because they're family, and then you're inbreeding. Exactly. So I 
don't know how many other people are out there. I think it's a double-edged sword. Yes, you want to know who you are when you don't know genetically from whence you come, but you also want to know, so like you just said, you don't wind up kissing cousins. Is that really a phrase? I remember hearing that like on a TV show. Yeah, you don't want to be banging your half-sister or brother. Yeah, and it could really be as close as that, as half-sister, not like distant cousin. Yeah, right, right. It's, yeah. it's not even the. It's not even this far off as... Oh, wow. Do you know? Oh, yeah. That's my brother, sister's friends. It's sister. It's sibling. It's half sibling. And that's gross. It is gross. No, it's really gross. Ugh. (laughs) I have the heebie-jeebies now. I'm not disagreeing with you. And then here's the whole spitting into the tube thing is they caught a serial killer out in California. Are you talking about the case with Patton Oswalt? I don't know and about his that wife one solved? yet. No, no. That was something else. Okay, that might be something else. So there was a serial killer out in California. They couldn't find him. There was no DNA or anything. A guy spit on it in a tube. And then what they did was they ran the serial killer's DNA. They had the serial's DNA, but they didn't have a match anywhere. So they ran it through all these banks and they found one where they were um, a family match, like it was a cousin or something. And then they went back and they looked and they found this guy who lived in the area, then all this, and they went in and they found it, and then he, somehow they got his DNA, and they matched his exact match. And the guy was a, an ex-cop, or he was a cop, or I forget, it was like the California Highway yeah, Killer like or something like that. Yeah, he was a detective or something bonkers. Yeah, like it was crazy, and he was the serial killer. So not only you spit in a, a tube, and now they're finding out that they're solving crimes with this stuff. You know the moral of that story, John? Don't spit in a tube! Yeah, pretty or much. Or don't kill people. Oh, there I you like go. How, uh, <laughs> right. I like how your lesson is a little less biblical. Right. But yeah. <laughs> but yet more practical. Keep your bodily fluids to your fucking self. <laughs> like, stop it. So I just happened to peek into my email. I, this is going to change the subject for you big time. Okay. I sent out a an email today for podcast websites. And the subject line is, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Which is from what movie? Home Alone. Right. I got an email back. Oh, no. <laughs> Why did you call me a filthy animal? Oh, my God. You got me to click on the email, but at the cost of insulting me? Is this the way email marketing is going? I realize it's intended to be a joke, but it makes me feel sad. I hope you will reconsider such tactics. The rest of your email was nice and funny, but this got my day off to an unpleasant start. I'm sure that's not what you intended, so I thought I'd give you some feedback. Again, I know it's intended as a joke, and this is the kind of banner that works well among personal close friends. But in an email to a stranger, it's jarring and unpleasant. I've been focusing a lot lately on the power of our words, but this is not the kind of words I want to allow in my life. This is from a woman. This is from a woman who has a company called. Don't give her a plug for being. You're going to beep it out, but I find it interesting. All right, let me rephrase it. Hopefully you can beep it out. This is from a company that focuses on education. Okay, so can I respond? Here we go. Dear whoever you are. Douchebag. Go fuck yourself. How's that? Merry Christmas, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Oh, my God. They just had to go. You know what? They just had to. Like, they're just trying to tell you that that came and it jarred them a little bit. It's like you feel like they didn't take the joke. And and I understand when you see that. It's like twice she knew it was a joke. All right. So it's a joke. And now all of a sudden now they're going to school you. It totally worked, though. It totally worked. It was her tool to get them to open the email, and they did. It yeah, worked. And they opened the email. Of it's and gonna then, work. Right. So now, all of a sudden, so that so you can't say it. People, please get some fucking thicker skin and get some. Jeez, for the love of God, this is ridiculous. It's ruining life. This I, woman I, you has know a what? BA in English and from Harvard and two master's degrees in education. I don't care that she was offended. I, matter of fact, I'm glad she was offended. I, that would make my day. It seems like she would be a little smarter. It's ridiculous. It's like you'd hope, Jess. You'd hope. I hope and you'd my hope boss that- doesn't think that this mob of segmented outrage. Well, so just for I being outrage. Back, 
What? I wrote oh, that. I hope write Isaac that. doesn't find her daughter somewhere and start dating her, and you don't want to relate it to her. <laughs> I wrote back, I apologize for any sadness to cause Ugh. you. It's a line from the movie Home Alone. I hate that Macaulay you Culkin chases away the bad guys by using a tape of a fake old mobster movie. I'd never intentionally send out any negative vibes on a sacred holiday. I assumed most people would know the movie. I'm so sorry if it caused you pain. <sighs> Have a wonderful Christmas. Oh, my God. It just aggravates me you had to do that. Don't you think that's a good enough version of Go Fuck Yourself, though? No. No. No, Mine's you much better. Yes, but you and I both know what it really meant. Yes, and ugh. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen. You're going to wind up related to her. Or she's going to get your embryos, and then she's going to carry that baby, and you're going to wind up, she's going to wind up raising your other kid. This is just a stretch, though. Hey, I would like to offer a prize to loyal listener. I have started feverishly knitting again. Nothing great, but there's a hat in it for that will be chosen at random from listeners who send us an email. Wait Jessica's going to check the emails and she's going to randomly pick a listener who has either already commented or written us a letter or from here on in by the, let's say, 15th of January, writes us end of the month, whatever we decide, and we will send write you. You'll send us your address, and we will send out a hat that I have made for you. That's really exciting, you guys. She makes the best hats. Listen, in the subjects line, I, I want you to write this. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. You filthy animals. <laughs> or can I write filthy bitch? No. And I will giggle because I think it's hilarious. It is hilarious, but I mean, it's possible she's not from this country and didn't know that movie. Again, I don't care. So just shut up. You don't have to make your issues everybody's issues. Right. You got to got to scold everybody. You have to tell everybody. Just yeah. grab a big glass and shut the fuck up. So write in. Just I knew that would us. infuriate you. Brilliant observations at gmail dot com. It, it infuriates da, 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 me. It's like they see they see something. They go back. Louis C.K. just got in trouble because they went back to two thousand and eleven. And he was in, on a panel with Jerry Seinfeld, Ricky Gervais, uh, Chris Rock, and Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. And they That's used a great panel, right? And they were talking about comedy and everything. And Chris Rock made a remark, like you know, something about Louis C.K. They came up together and all that. And then Louis C.K. used the N word, but he didn't say the N word. He said the real word. And now everybody's like, oh, if it wasn't, if you didn't hate Louis C.K. enough because he jacked off in front of women, now he used the N word. And it's a comedy thing that wow. they were doing back and forth. And Jerry Seinfeld, smartest guy in the world, he dodged that. Like he said, oh, I've never used that before. And, I, you know, I don't find the funny in that. And that's why I don't use it because I don't find I, I can't find the funny. He said in it that. then. Yeah, he said it back then. And uh, okay. and then Richie, Ricky Gervais used the word by saying he never <laughs> says it. So he said it. <laughs> what did he says? I never supposed say to do that. Then he says, well, we. I never say it in public, which is like, oh, my God. So now it's like a triple hit. So Wayne Brady, you know, he he wrote this thing about, you know, how nobody should say it and all. And that's fine. I get it. But just this going back and digging up what everybody said from back in the ages and trying to ruin people, just trying to ruin people. Like, you can't make a mistake anymore. Everything is the death penalty with these social justice fucks that are out there just to just ruin people. I can't stand it. Did they come up with a new host after Kevin Hart for the Oscars, after Kevin Hart pulled out because of things he said again in 2011? It's ridiculous. Did they find anybody new or is it is it hostless this year? You know what? I hope it's hostless. I hope it bombs. I really do. I want to see it go down in flames. Well, isn't that what happened with the uh, the correspond- White House Correspondents Dinner? They chose not to have a comedian do it who's done it historically forever and nobody gives a shit when, when you're great. not. It's a roast. It's a roast when you go up there. You roast everybody. And our Cheeto in charge would not go to the thing because you can't. he can't take a joke when it's made about him. He can't. Even though he had a Comedy Central roast before he was president, and they went in there and they, they roasted him. But now Who did sudden, they decide to do it this year? Somebody who's not a comedian, right? Who, ca- who cares? It's, it's over. No one ca- You know what? Now that there's not a comedian there, no one cares. No one. It was the only reason, the only redeeming value that that had was that people could go on there and watch somebody roast the press and the president. That was the only redeeming value about that dinner. Just a bunch of people giving each other a bunch of awards. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
So now that they're not going to have a comedian, what's it going to be? Who are we going to have there? Somebody that's uh, woke, please. No, I, th- I think they said they were going to go hostless, or is that an option? And I think that's crazy. I mean, you can't keep pulling Billy Crystal out of retirement. It's like listening to my father do at this point. We've heard your <laughs> stories. We know all yeah. of your stories. Please stop. We love you. Go away. Well, we love you. I'm going to watch your old stuff. Ellen could do it. She's safe. She's not yes. funny. She's not yes, funny. She no, she's not. Oh, I- my God. She has a new she's special, I relatable. It. it wasn't even... It's the most unrelatable thing I've ever heard. It's ridiculous. It's so unfunny. That's what she made fun of. I thought it was great. She Ugh. was funny. I liked it. It was good. That was off. horrible. Because it didn't offend anybody. It's not funny. It's, it wasn't funny. If it was, listen, I don't care. If it's funny, I'm all about it. It wasn't funny. Yeah, it's I never been it funny. I Bruce I mean, Valanche used to make it funny. What's that? Uh, I don't want to watch Bruce Valanche, though. I'll let him Bruce punch up Valanche. anything. I just don't want to watch him. Who? Fair enough. Bruce Valanche. I don't know who that is. It's a comedy writer. Oh, He's really? a comedy writer who always writes for the Emmys and the Oscars, I think. I just listened to Joe Rogan show where he had the guy, oh, what's his name? His last name's Patel. He was thrown off a stage at Columbia University for, he's, he made a joke that they thought was racially insensitive and homophobic. Oh, it's like at the Asian community dinner or something, and he made a comment, that one? Asian American Alliance. And he did the joke and they they came out and apologized for the joke. And then he was like, well, I don't understand. This is even really. And he started talking to him. That wasn't really offensive. And then they shut off his microphone. Mm. So he was he was on it. It's a really, really good episode of where they talk about comedy and how they write comedy and how it was just amazing. Do you think he got paid after oh, the gig or he got the paid. check cleared? Well, he called okay, his good. agent. His, he called his agent and his agent said, you shut the fuck up until the check clears. So mm. that's a good agent. But then the guy went across town because he had another gig. You know, they do multiple sets. He went across town and did another set. And he said it just kind of ruined his whole night because he and – and I listened to what he said, the joke he said. It wasn't even really offensive. But it's just like nowadays you can't say a damn thing because somebody – a sensitive snowflake. Yeah, everybody's going to just get their panties in a twist. And what oh, happens is they make, themself, they make themselves a part of the story because now they are offended. And we're supposed well, to care. And I don't care. You know who handles you know who handles shaming well? Who? Dogs. Do you ever see those dogs on yes. Facebook who have signs on them yes. that say I, I ate the fit, feet of yeah, I ate my I ate a dirty shoes. diaper and mommy's mad. I ate seven pounds of turkey and now mommy has nothing to serve at Thanksgiving. Yeah. All of those and the the shame faces. You have creative hacks that we think of to punish people. Whose is that, Jess? What? Seriously? I don't know what you're talking about here. What? Where are you at? Where are we at? What what other kind of creative hacks can we think of to punish people? As oh, well these are dogs though. I just want to kill myself right now. You added just stay with me, John. I sneezed. Didn't you not hear me? No. You put a BuzzFeed news article in here where a guy who was poaching deer has to part of his punishment is he has to watch Bambi once a month for a year while I was in jail. I saw that you I put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> you put Jessica, it in there. honey, I put it in there. Yes, Jessica, honey. Here's how this works. <laughs> I, I, a little behind baseball here, um, inside baseball. So y- you um, put shit up that we want to talk about that we think is awesome, and then I soft pitch something into you, and you hit it out of the park. I forgot. I put it in there. I put it in there so long ago. I forgot. First Take of all, take this part out all. in post. <laughs> if we could clean this shit up in not a word. I don't fuck. I thought that John would be outraged that this guy's got to watch Bambi every day. And is that even a good punishment? Well, I pulled this story up for the podcast that I'm going to do. You did? Yes. So what happened was they found this guy who's out and he shot like a hundred deer illegally. Wow. And that's right. That's right. And now yep. he's not only how stupid this guy is. And if you take a look at him. I don't know if he's got all all of his chromosomes. I'm not, I'm just going to say it's just a, you know what? When you raise people out in the wild and there's not much TV or much education, this is what you get. Or Wi-Fi. Exactly. So the family used the heads. They would stuff them and then send them and sell them and stuff. So this guy, he's a serial poacher. He was a and serial he would poacher. Stuff them and mount them on the wall. Which right. Is gross. So what the judge did was he got he's in jail he first of all he had his hunting privileges revoked for life 
this is the funny thing about this. This guy hunted illegally. So you take his license away. It's like if somebody was driving illegally and you took the driver's license away, you think they give a shit? You got to take their guns away. (gasps) What did you just say? If you got a guy that's out there committing crimes with guns, he forfeits his right to carry and own a gun. Yes. Yes. Did you just advocate taking someone's guns away? Criminals? Yes. Not law-abiding citizens. Not everybody. Just because you're afraid of them. So now he's in jail. But sometimes people aren't criminals until they shoot a whole lot of people. So we just have to wait for people to become criminals to take their guns away. Again, I'm not going to get into this right now because you, it, it would have, could have, should have. Because <laughs> it don't make no if sense. If you're worried about killing people, then stop driving cars. Because cars kill way more people. Distracting driving kills way more people than any guns does. So Does it? Than does. any guns yeah. does. Yeah, that's does. fine. So, so yes. Go for my grammar because you can't stand what I'm saying. There you go. So this guy has to watch Bambi, and he lost his license to yeah. hunt, even though it didn't. Even though he didn't have one, he lost a potential license. To I hunt. was just kind of thinking, like, if you're a pedophile, you'd have to watch like what's that movie with Steve Martin when he has twelve kids? Something by the dozen. Cheaper, Cheaper by the Cheaper dozen. by the dozen. Thank you. You know, like See, I don't. You, I think yeah. you'd have to watch a movie without any kids, like uh, Shawshank. Uh, Redemption is that it? It's a great movie. Or well, a they're movie. trying to show the value of the deer. I guess I was trying to show the value of children, but that probably would be too much of a turn on. Right. And here's the thing about Bambi. Like I see Bambi, and it doesn't it doesn't deter me from shooting deer. Well, but you're a heartless dick, though. <laughs> oh, the deer are tasty. And the fact of the matter is, they're here for they're they're le- When well, you are allowed to go out and legally shoot a deer. And have it butchered and eat it. It's that's perfectly For what, legal. Population control. Yes, yes. Here because they have planned hunts right next to my. In house. case one day you're going down the road and one of them decides to run out in front of your sweet ride because and you this can't road, miss it. You run over a lot of deer. Yeah, so you run. You're, have... you're constantly hitting deer. I mean, and then the other part about it is there's so many, and in the winter time there's not enough food, and they end up starving to death. Yeah. So this, yeah. So anyhow, this is why they have hunting seasons. So this douchebag he's selfish he's just out shooting a bunch of deer at night whenever he can for for decoration yeah for interior design and first he's selling them too so do you think we should take some of the dog placards and hang them around their necks and make them walk around i'm saying not just this guy but let's think about like other stuff people do right your pedophile friend jessica i I don't have a friend but i'm saying (laughs) what about what about My pedophile that sounded friend. like an accusation. No, what about but you were talking about a pedophile? He ain't no friend him. of mine. He ain't no friend of mine. Right. Um, what about public drunkenness? Like, how can we punish them creatively? Big fan. Wait, what? Punish? Why are we punishing? Let's. let's I'm saying let's punish them creatively. They, there's that, that. If you go to maybe Inst- they'd have to watch Leaving Las Vegas over and over. Instagram. Just go to Instagram. Remember that? That's there's the a movie with a uh, bunch of people Nicholas there Cage. passed out with uh, dicks drawn on their face and you know different you know Leaving sitting there with Las their legs. Vegas and, yeah. and that and that rehab movie with Sandra Bullock. Just every day. Oh, yeah, that was twenty eight days. Twenty eight um, days of that movie. Yeah. I, so it's like now all of a sudden it's a sharpie marketing campaign is what you're saying yes. right we can shame them through sharpie marketing draw penises on your you did this wrong let's see what we could draw on this person yes as it takes weeks to get off you draw something on their forehead like a uh, bambi killer or drunk asshole or I, I don't know i'm out we we started watching um john grisham you know john grisham heard of him yes. head nod yeah, he's an author. He's written 40 books. He started like with The Firm, which is, I think, the last book of his that Stuart read. Um, That's the last book I ever read was The Firm. You guys have so much in common. That's the Stuart truth. Stuart just reads journals and articles. And every once in a while, uh, here, I'm outing him, every once in a while at work, they're like, not just a physician at your hospital, but also here's a little background on this doctor. So he's like, Melissa, I need a book. So he'll sit and he'll read a book that I give him and, and we'll talk about it. He did it with Lo- The Lovely Bones. Do you remember that book? Green Eggs and Ham. Um, so I've, I've given him like six or seven books because every few years it comes back around to him. So I think I think we're due soon. So he reads it and has something to discuss in this article they write about him. Wait a minute. So he's vanity reading? He's just reading a book so they can put it in his bio. Well, the last one he said, 
I don't want to tell them the last book I read. It was The Omnivore's Dilemma. And I'm like, you know what? That's perfect. Let them know that they're that this person who's here, their doctor, wants to know what he's eating or not eating for that matter. But um, I think we're due. But so Grisham has this Netflix special about, it's called An Innocent Man. It's one of the books he wrote, but it was real life. And we are knee deep. And I'm, I did it last summer. I'm back into true crime, knee deep. And I... I was going to start to watch that. I, yeah? don't, I don't know if I can get through it. I, I am a podcast editor. Not only do I do shows, but I edit podcasts. I edited a podcast this week that was the most horrific crime that I've ever heard. What? And do tell. In the middle yes, of good. editing, I was yelling, what the fuck? I wanted to drive to where this was and beat the shit out of the people that, were, that committed this crime. All right, so I'll give it a Whoa. plug. Oh, yeah, I can't. Wait, so these people are not in jail? This crime, these... I, I'm not going to spoil anything. I can't spoil anything. We don't you even know what could. you're talking about. I just if won't. you would let me finish, I will let you know what I'm talking about. That's how it goes here. So you stop talking over people, then you know, they right. might be able okay. to tell you something. Okay, all Good right. Good luck with that. I know. I know. I'm trying to find it now. Where is it? Here it is. So the name of the podcast is The Murderish Podcast, and it's episode huh. 23, Newsome Christian Murders. It's these two kids that are out and they get carjacked and what happens next is the most horrific thing you've ever heard in your entire life i was so mad after i got done i had to take and pause in the middle of it because i couldn't take it anymore and it's uh jamie rice is the uh is the podcaster and she does an amazing job of bringing you into this story and i just thought it was a really really good story but yeah that whole true crime thing it, it affects me because of the human element that I think is, I don't think true crime people get the human element of this. So I don't know. No, but I feel like if it's okay if they don't get the human element, because the way they're telling the story, they'd have to be detached to a, on that human level to be able to tell it with all of the facts and all of the just specifics and, and the chronological timing. And you, if you are, an open wound, sore humanitarian speaking the story. You're a hot mess. You can't tell it. It's not the same way in the same way that somebody who is detached, who doesn't get the human side of it can do. So murderish podcast episode number, blah, blah, blah. 23 is the, go check that out. It's a, it's a good episode. And she does. If you can handle it. That's what's happening on the innocent man right now. These guys, this guy they're interviewing has been in prison for 33 years. And he comes on in the second episode and says, after he confesses in the first episode, I'm here for a crime I didn't commit. We're like, yeah. Right. So you're in. So now you can go watch it too. And we're only three episodes in. I don't know how many episodes there are, but I'm I'm in. We and very disturbed. I watched Making of a, The Making of a Murder. Making a Murder. What was that one with yep. the guy from Wisconsin? Yep. yep. And we all saw it. Yep. Yeah. So the issue with that was that i don't think he did it i don't think he did it and i think he's been in jail and that his nephew's been in jail all this time and it almost makes me want to drive up there and break the guy out of jail because i believe this guy didn't do it but the problem is he's been in jail for so long now he's ruined so long, so long? 18... you're talking about Stephen avery yeah Yeah, Stephen avery i can think of his name yes. okay so did you see the second season not yet i haven't either so he was put in prison. He was let, stayed in there. He was let out and he's back in. Like it's, he's, there's, long? it's so it, complicated. They, Years. they seem like they have it out for him now because he, I guess because the people up there, you know, they don't want to be shown up that they were, didn't do their job correctly. Half of them are dead now, John. Half of those people aren't even around anymore. And the prosecutor, the district attorney for that was a hot mess piece of shit and the stuff that he was doing. And they should get out just because of that. That's ridiculous. That was done really well, that series. It was yes. done really, really well. But the whole true crime podcasting thing is people cannot get enough. If you have a true crime podcast, you are guaranteed, guaranteed four to 5,000 listeners per episode, per month. So, but you have to really give a shit about murder where I do not. There are well, so many people out there. It's hypnotic. You're you're in the minority. Yes. Growing up, there was a neighbor of ours who committed a gruesome crime, and what followed was beyond rational thought. And uh, my brother is super interested in going to visit 
this person in prison and making a podcast out of it or or having who's that guy Payne Lindsay who did the other is a yeah. narrator on another murder mm-hmm. mystery kind of podcast which was so good and he wants to send him down there to investigate and I and it's really because we know this guy and we know this woman and but they're everywhere you're never going to be at a loss for wackos who murder john it's always going to be out there and it's i wonder what the human obsession is with those horrible stories you can't just go to the movies and watch horrible things in the movies the fact that it's true it's real and it's what is the draw i i think it's, i have it too i think I it's the care. I, I just think it's the the no, the loss of human life and how people can just be so nonchalant about it in some cases or, you know, the thing with the Stephen Avery, how the system just basically screwed him and just had, you know, because they had a guy and they just wanted to clear the case and they didn't care whether it was right or wrong. Like we watch shows like The Closer or, you know, all these crime shows on TV in an hour, Castle all these shows and within an hour they find the right guy and they have justice. But now, you know, there's just people that are working nine to five jobs and they got to get home that are kids soccer games. And, you know, working nine to five. I also feel like the further from a city you are, the less likely you are to get justice. Is that just my thought or I don't know. Because they show these podunk towns. The less white you are. No, less white guaranteed anywhere you are. But I'm saying (laughs) outside of a city, the de- the air quote detectives like the people who are doing the they they want to get home for dinner it's it's meatloaf night like they taco tuesday man oh my god speaking <sighs> of jessica's friend that's a pedophile there is a hey hey <laughs> there hey, is a oi. billionaire who was taking people to an island to have sex with underage people or whatever and he they caught him red-handed and he has enough lawyers and enough money where he's getting like probation or something. Where's like that. this? Uh, I can't think of the name. Down. I hate when this comes up because you know me. I have the memory of a. Hold on, I, I, I need to write this down. Just asking for a friend. <laughs> Tell me about this billionaire again. <laughs> this uh, underage sex thing. Yes. <laughs> How old are they exactly? 18, so I'm knitting a lot now, and I'm going to knit a hat for a listener. <laughs> Go ahead, say it again. All right. You just have to put uh, in the uh, subject. Uh, you f- Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. No, Merry Christmas, bitches. <laughs> Where's my fucking hat? <laughs> Give me a hat. So I wanted to know if you guys wanted to discuss the 25 tragically gross foods that baby boomers won't let die. And we can even include a Christmas edition if you know Christmas foods that won't die, like the red, white, and cream jello mold that people make. I think the jello mold is dying at death. is just really a death. But it could come back around like, I don't know, bell-bottom pants and... I Does asked it only a goy, hold steady in a hospital? I asked a goy a very important question about jello molds and yesterday, and nobody can give me the answer. Maybe you can, John. Mm-hmm. Why does a jello mold have to be placed on lettuce? I don't ever remember seeing it on lettuce. Now It I've is always on a plate of lettuce. Am I wrong, Melissa? Well, I've never seen that. No, and uh, my family always on the lettuce. Always had a jello mold at every event. It wasn't a Family event if there wasn't a Jello mold, and I've never seen it on lettuce, so I don't know where you're Jenna, getting it from. My peel. My mother-in-law makes one for Passover with Manischewitz and cherry Jello. It's so bizarre. I, I don't it's know what though. the appeal is. Well, that's the appeal right there. They put alcohol in it. That's yeah, I don't know what the appeal is, but, but the cream part and it's sliced so Christmassy. Yeah, and they would slice it, and you'd have to eat it. Is there a Christmas cake besides fruit cake? Like, do you have a cake that says "Merry Christmas" on it, like you do on a birthday? No. Now it's Christmas cookies. Nobody, uh, the the whole fruitcake thing is like Johnny Carson says. There's just fruit one, and it just vomit. goes around the world like Santa Claus. It gets yeah, passed it's from, kind of it's nauseating. Re-gifted. I tried one, and it was it's gross. horrible. It's just, I tried one a couple weeks ago, and it was disgusting. Yeah, we have Christmas cookies, and then there's dinner. There's Christmas. I like those pie. I mean, but there's not really a Christmas cake. No one has a Christmas cake at Wegmans though. Yesterday they had a couple iced cakes with. I don't know. I just it looks like people would buy a cake, but I don't could not, not explain why there would. Be. Can't believe Carvel never came out with a Santa Claus cake for the. Oh, yeah, season. with like a Christmas Chica, puss. Ice cream. Carvel. Are they still around? Chica, 
Yeah. They, I think they are. Well, they're Barely. at least at Wegmans in the freezer section. They are and also at Giant. Can you still get section. a Fudgy the Whale? In fact, I'm They th- do have them, yeah. Why did you have to that. mention that? I was just going to say, I was just thinking about Fudgy the Whale, and now I'm going to have to go look and see if they have You know, even the ice cream, the yogurt Christmas place one. that does yogurt by the ounce has those crunchies that you could put in the yogurt. So that's fucking sweet. Do you think it's okay to go to the grocery store wearing a Christmas onesie? No. Oh my God! You're in a Christmas onesie. <laughs> you're like you're like your own little jib jab video, but I without am, the video. But, but it's real life. <laughs> Somebody stencil a number on the back of that. She looks like a criminal. Prisoner two four six zero one over there. You're so cute. That's hysterical. I'm knocking yeah. shit over. Oh, you have to uh, do are we part- doing your quiz? Because I have I have information about labiaplasty. Yeah, that that's I want where to we're know. going. We're going labiaplasty. Would you rather do that? Okay. Yeah, yes. That. What are you out of your mind? I got to know what's going on here. <laughs> I don't care about vaginas as much as you, so but it's fine. I, I don't care. Okay. It's not that I don't care about them, but when you're talking about some kind of no, operation. I said I don't care about them. You clearly care about them. Oh, I got to hear the story. There's just a story that I want to hear. Let's have it. Plastic surgeons in our area say that millennials are their fastest growing patient demographic. Oh, my God. For some, getting Botox and lip enhancements and filler injections are normal or as normal as going to the dentist. In their late 20s, they see them as preventative or they just want to change their look. Labiaplasty is one of the hottest procedures at Mainline Institute of Plastic Surgery. Millennials are absolutely driving the surge. So it's not like I've had five kids, my curtains are a little low, bring it up. So the problem is that everything has got to be photogenic with these kids because they take pictures of everything. So now what happens is they need to hem the curtains now because they're, the roast beef is a little rare. Yeah, so I hear what you're saying. And all of these things are definitely brought about by social media and constantly posting pictures of yourself and to look the best. And to, Are you posting pictures of your labia? Is that you're not I mean, supposed I to be? Some I people understand are. you're waxing within an inch of your lives, so you see more of yourself than ever before. But are you posting it? Well, the problem is now you've got the mirror down there, no, and you've got your head down, mean... and you got to. Yeah, well, they see it, and now it looks gross to them, so they have to fix it. Everything has to be presentable. It doesn't mean that they're not being shown to the general public, just not on Instagram. Like my labia, for example, has really gotten around Delaware. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god all right <laughs> don't say it john i know exactly I'm where you're joking. going don't say it but the point in the is, past you know in the past labiaplasty was requested by women looking to undo the effects of vaginal birth but now yep. women who haven't even had children yet are getting it done they're shaving or waxing a lot and it's making their parts more visible exactly parts. blame blame parts blame social media i spent this doctor says he spends a lot of time talking to women about their social media wish pics mm-hmm. wait wait what social media wish pics snapchat body dysmorphia is the trendy name for it filters that shrink chins and noses and make brows higher and more and tiny little heinies that were once standard are now big booties and bountiful are in social media well the only time i ever heard of this was a porn star got it done and then yeah. she took the pieces and then, like, auctioned them off to her fans. No, I mean, that's that's really fucking gross. So basically now there's Tinder and you, you swipe and you meet and you fuck and then you leave. And that's how it's done. So you need to have your parts looking nice. That's what it's all about. Hey! hey! You put your labia in. in you take you your, labia your labia out. <laughs> and you shake it all about. Uh-oh. When I was shaking it all about, doctor, there was a little too much shaking. Got a little shakier than I thought it exactly. would be. Can't look like a snail scaling a, a gutter. It has to be cute. I got to tell you something. This is a woman's situation because men don't care. Don't have their labia fixed? We don't care. As long as we can get between those two things, You're wrong because men fine. that age like to take pictures of it. I get they want to take pictures of it. All millennials take pictures vomit. of their snatch or their girlfriend's snatch, just so you know. Is that true? Is that yep. true? I yes. hope not, because I have kids. I mean, I don't, I'll have to ask if he has any pictures of Yeah, I'm snatch. sure your son would love to discuss but this with you. I him. know it's true for other circles of people. You know. I just know it's true. I'm going to start charging um, Jessica $25 a beep for every name I got to bleep out of here. I can't say snatch. Oh, you can't no. say your, girl, your, your son's girlfriend's name. Wacky. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I understand the the nose, the chin, the teeth. I understand a lot of it. And I even subscribe to some of it. Aging has, has definitely upset those me. Those bitches to- aren't aging. No. They're not. They're not aging yet. They're not 25. even close. I I look at, I'm on, t- you know, you watch TV and you see this forehead and there's like a shine on it. And it, I think, wow, she's had Botox. And then I look and I realize she's 19. She hasn't had Botox. She's fucking young. That's what foreheads look like before they get to my age. But I can't imagine why millennials uh, before the age of the 20 and 30 somethings, why are you doing this? It's not something you're put, even allowed to put in on. The, in what the if you can't fix it? What if you have like a chubby vagina and you just can't fix it? You have lipo on your snatches. No, body. Fix it, John. They go it's liposuction that? that I can't. It's all part of the labiaplasty. They they take, yes, it's all part there's of the facelift that your yaw gets. There's a joke in, in, in the movie The Boss where um, Kristen Bell Love walks it. in on Melissa McCarthy like spray tanning herself all of herself and then she goes you know michelle you shouldn't really you shouldn't really spray it on your stuff like that it's starting to look like curry and she goes oh i just had a, vag- a vaginal lift uh she says something like i just had a vaginal lift it's the best thing it's like a coin purse down there i can barely urinate like all ex- <laughs> <laughs> so funny. so they've clearly lifted it to the point where it's like er, that's it that's all you get so, John, you're talking about something different. Vaginal rejuvenation right. is like on the inside, right? It's it's firming up and and on the like tighten up in there more Apparently, so than you can the- do that with a vibrating seat. Did you know that there's vaginal rejuvenation chairs that you sit on and then it does something and then it's supposed to be tightening your stuff up? But that's different than plasties, right? Tell me more. Tell me more about that. Hold on, I'll tell find me more it. about your vibrating seat. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Vaginal yeah, right. rejuvenation seat. Hold on. I've, I have a friend who's super interested in this. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Uh, vaginal, painless vaginal tightening, FDA. It's called Femalift. What? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my issue is really with young girls who are going pla- the plastic surgery route for parts that are way too delicate to be knifed. <sighs> I like my word. Because you don't like the appearance of, don't get me wrong, uh, this is coming from a girl who at 16 had a rhinoplasty surgery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to correct a genetic faux pas that happened that made me look like my two older brothers and father. I get not being happy with the way you look, uh, but not being happy with the way your vagina looks inside your pants. I mean... No, maybe you shouldn't have your vagina out as much as you do. I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you're maybe Put that you're, thing away. Put that thing away is what I'm trying to tell you. There's a time and a place. And this is definitely a woman's thing because you're not gonna see men getting a, a, a nut tuck. Like they're not gonna try to make the boys as men get older, gravity takes I bet you they do, John. I'm gonna do some research I don't before think our next men, podcast. I don't I think bet men, you they do. No, there's no such thing as a nut tuck. Nobody's gonna have their You don't balls. think there's a testicular lift? No. I doubt it. Very, very much. No right. man is going to go bet out you're there. Wrong. Oh. Okay. And unlike Jessica, I'm not gonna do research while podcasting with you. All right, yeah, bring it up next time. We'll see. I will do it as my homework, as well as knitting a hat for our dear listener, dear listener who wins the prize contest. And and maybe I'll even let you pick the color of the hat. Hey, (coughs) made special for you. Not even going into my inventory for you, dear listener, made special for you. (laughs) So, yes, I'm horrified by labiaplasty. And again, we would love to hear from you. And dear listener, if you write us to sound off about this and just put at the bottom, hey, Put this in your uh, your hat pile because I will use any letter you write us from here on as as an entry in my contest. Right Correct. On. Yeah, and I don't think men get their balls lifted. Just telling you. One last thing. I want to know if you feel like family time should be mandatory. <laughs> Nothing should be this mandatory. This is a really good question. Is fam- should family time be mandatory? So no. the other day, night before last, uh, you might have noticed on my Insta, Facebook, whatever, I posted that. We were watching Yentl as a family. It's a holiday season. My kids are not in this holiday. Let's give them a little history, a little 
Jewy Jewison popping out for Jewy Jewison is my favorite for the holiday. <laughs> so that's the name of the, so that's I put the name it of the episode. On, and of of course, Jewy Jewison. Of course, yes, Ethan's thank you. friends are off playing Fortnite without him. Dun 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 dun. How could they? Well, you know, he could fall behind. Just saying. So I mean, I'm kidding. Right, they could win without him. So. I said, no, I want two hours. Get your butt down here and sit and watch a movie with us for two hours. That's all I ask. No, I told my friends that after dinner I'd be online. I'm like, well, you lied. I want Let's you to go. come down here and watch this horrible movie with us because. What movie was it? Yentl? I feel like this is parenting. Hold on. You made him give up Fortnite for Yentl? Right. First of all, it is an excellent movie. It's horrendous. You jerk. It's horrific. Second I know all, it's an excellent movie, but for a 16-year-old boy. Really? So uh, I said, you know what? Give me an hour. Okay. Give me one hour. And if you really, really hate it, give me another 15 minutes. No, I said, if you give me an hour and you really hate it, we'll we'll revisit this. He's like, I could go play. So what did he do the whole time? He was on his phone. He was watching the clock. On his phone. They're never going to watch it without the phone. I don't know if my children have ever actually seen... Anything I've shown them, because they always are on the phone, even when you tell them they have to be there. They're not there. What's the point? Well, Mallory watched it with us. And, and? <laughs> Mallory watched it with us. And she's the kind of kid who gets physically uncomfortable when she sees uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So she liked the movie a lot, but she paced a little because, like, there's a woman pretending to be a man marrying a woman pretending to be. Yeah, it was it was tough for her at times but she loved the movie she because we made her watch it but when i when you sit down and if i told him he had to stay i would have taken his phone away and he could have watched it without his phone but i don't i wouldn't want to commit to being that big of a dick so i said give me an hour right so and then he left after an hour so i would not have forced nate to watch yentl um and I'm actually glad I didn't force him to do more then because now that he's 20, there's all these references to things he doesn't get that he wants to know now that he didn't give a shit about when he was 16 because he was too busy being right. Like what? Festivus? Um, no. Because we did that last night. That was last night's mandatory paying attention. We watched that episode of Seinfeld where it was George Costanza's dad celebrating Festivus, the feats of strength and... And it was Festivus for the rest of us. And they laughed out loud. Yeah, both because of them. that's, yeah, it's a no, half an hour. Actually, it's not a not two hour. Festivus, but there's been similar stuff. There's been similar stuff, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Stuart said the next one's Schindler's List. He never what? saw Scrooge and he willingly <laughs> sat and watched it with me and laughed his ass off. Oh, my God. Did you hear? It's my Thank favorite. God that Will Farrell turned down $29 million to do this. To do number two. To Elf two. number two, which I think is really a community service thing because nobody needs him in another movie. That's tomorrow for us. We're watching Elf. Elf First is of all, best. he's in another movie tomorrow with John C. Riley. They play Sherlock Holmes, Watson Holmes. Oh, my God. Sherlock Holmes. It should be hilarious. I wish I had a babysitter so I could go see it. Is this supposed to be funny or is it just, well, of course it's not. It's yeah, hilarious. It's with him it's and John C. Riley, it's supposed to be hilarious. Yeah. Shit, I have to go. Guaranteed. It's so not is it mandatory or not? Is it okay to have mandatory family time? Yes, but only if they're somewhat willing to do it. Then it's, man- I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you could if you could have negotiated for, like, a Christmas morning to watch Yentl, like, okay, you don't want to do it tonight. You already told your friends, fine. Let's make a date to do this because I really do want you to see it. When? But see, there's some movies that he should see and they should see. And they're actually old enough to see them right now. How old are they now? 14? Like what? 15. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, like what? Animal like House. Godfather? Animal, Animal House. House. It's not that. I, I actually just saw that again the other day it's to hysterical. see if it was. It's actually not appropriate for them right no, now. Really? It's not. No yeah, way. It's really, not. it's really inappropriate. Hmm, that's when I saw like, That's what how old I was when I saw it. Uh, right, and that's fine. But to watch a family movie, I watched Stripes culture. with them. You could tell me Meatballs, maybe. Meatballs but, is awesome. Smoking yeah, a, but not. Smoking a Bandit? Which I loved in its time. I don't think it held the test what of time. What about Best Little Whorehouse be in Texas? Stop it. <laughs> it's rated PG, isn't it? Is it really? For a friend? How can it be the know. Best Little Whorehouse in Texas to be rated PG? It's How does Dolly that work? Parton and Burt Reynolds. It's Dolly. It's Dolly. It's Dolly. I guess. Pour myself a glass of ambition. 
Yawn and stretch and try to come to life. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory loved that movie. We it's made them watch movie. 9 to 5, and she loved 9 to 5. Emily liked Working Girl. Working Girl. Isn't that with... Uh, Girl. Working Girl's Melanie Griffith. Melanie and Griffith. And Emily loved that one. She loved Harrison Pitch Perfect. Ford. Fantastic. Emily and I used to watch Pitch Perfect together a lot, but then she would go off and watch like Rob Zombie movies. Right, which are horror movies. Or American Horror Story. Nope, nope, I'm out. She was yeah, obsessed with that. that. I had I stopped after like four seasons. I couldn't do... Once they got to... It was after the freak show, I think I stopped watching. So, John, you seem to think it's okay as long as it's something funny. Yeah, that they're going to enjoy. Not some kind of torturous movie like that. Ugh. And Jessica's negotiating time. I have to go because he's going to be late. No, I meant with the kids, like negotiating yeah, the time I negotiate. to watch it. I don't always yeah. negotiate successfully, but I, I negotiated the time with them. And sometimes I won and sometimes I didn't. But I'm grateful now that Nate is starting to show interest in some of the stuff I wanted him to That's see. Great. I don't know. See, but you're asking, you're also asking someone who didn't have a very normal family life. Like it's possible that I didn't create these mandatory family watching times because I was afraid to be with them sometimes. <laughs> You know? I got to the point where I was almost in tears. I'm like, I only have two and a half years left with you. And if I have to make you sit and watch movies and share cultural experiences and do whatever, then I'm going to make you do it. And you, know you can what you should me later. Say? You should be like, look, I'm not asking you to talk to me, you dicks. Just sit next <laughs> to me. Just sit fucking next to me. That's and watch it. a horrible movie. Be bored we to death. Right, Jessica. We don't have to interact. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> have a bowl of popcorn. Shut the fuck up. Oh, excuse me. That All was right, wrap it really up, good timing. Really good timing. All right. Hey, listen, uh, shout out to Melissa because she didn't shit her pants during this whole episode. Woohoo! Right. She's been having some issues. Oh, no. Well, it's not a podcast of ours if we don't talk about shit at some point. So True. I must be Maybe on the upswing. Be- I'm doing just fine. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, please do so. Brilliantobservations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Listen Brilliant. And you can find our website at brilliantobservations.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it in any way, shape, or form, I would recommend that you share it or share us in a tweet or tweet us or say hi on the street. Maybe that would be good too. That would be fun. Thank you guys. Sorry to rush away, but it's Christmas Eve and my son has to be somewhere and now he's late. The two Jews have to go somewhere. The Christian has nothing to do. Well, that's because you, your plans are set in stone, whereas ours are still. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the that's the pod show and the nutcast. Taking it on the chin, not to the face. Love you. Bye. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> Bye.